cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. If you're looking for groundbreaking nutritional products that revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting edge nutrition brand, Root. The Trinity Pack Plus is a game changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic that skyrockets clarity and creativity. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health and optimizes your true brain. And last but not least, Clean Slate sweeps out heavy metals, including graphene oxide, gently evacuating toxins from the body to increase performance, longevity, and quality of life. Register now at therootsbrand.com soul to get your Trinity Pack Plus. And to learn more about the Sovereign Soul Show's mission to save 100 million children. And how to get rewarded for being a part of the Root community. See you there. Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls. Welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show, where we stand for the holy trinity of love, levity, and liberty. Because after all, love is the greatest power everywhere. And laughter is the best medicine, especially covering serious topics in all matters, ancient, current, and quantum, even quintarium, right? Absolutely. It's a mantra. Our mascot, the Bling Buddha, he fully subscribes to it as he fires red pills from his nine mil. And he has a Punisher's tattoo on his left breast, which stands for saving the children. I'm your host, Brad Wozniak, and I'm grateful to you divine lions and lionesses for tuning in. I've served my country at the federal level as a Canadian infantry soldier, and I've been deployed. I served at the provincial level as well as a wildfire ranger leaping out of helicopters to fight forest fires. I've also been part of the corporate rat race, where shortly after the three World Trade Center towers, collapsed in their footprint like a pancake. I stood at ground zero witnessing the heroic rescue efforts which went on. Then I was walking the halls of the Pentagon 72 hours later and 18 stories below it. I'm fortunate to have become a Reiki master, usually Reiki master in 2015, and by leveraging the infinite source of the cosmic in our creator's power, I'm following my soul's purpose in this incarnation, which is to help uplift humanity's consciousness with song and story. Before we get started, due to the extreme censorship as I've lost another Instagram channel, I've had YouTube has deleted our channel because I uploaded a poem about saving the children. And also Spotify has deleted us. Please subscribe to our Telegram at The Sovereign Soul Show and also invite you to follow us on the Rebel channel at The Sovereign Soul. Now I'm all about saving the kids as are my next guests. And these next guests are absolute heroes for humanity. Ready? Buckle up. This is probably, I don't think, this topic with these extremely, incredibly capable veterans in a roundtable has ever been discussed before. Coming up with our second tier one talk on the show, here is these amazing heroes for humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 
extremely delighted and deeply honored to bring to you on the second tier one talk on the Sovereign Soul Show with the Bling Buddha firing his red pills out of his SIG 226 with the Punisher tattoo on his left breast to save the children. Literally have some of the most elite, elite uh, warriors, veterans, both having done that in service in America, real American heroes, and also in spiritual warfare still. So just a quick rundown, I'll allow them to introduce themselves, going from Colonel Chuck Sellers back on the program. The colonel was in 17 years in the unit in Delta Force as a colonel is where he retired from, and then 17 years out. So always an interesting number in there. And actually, we are here as a result of him saying, why don't we do an off-world show a show about off-world visitors and, and ufos so it's really neat and going back to our briefing in anaheim at the truth tour with juan osavin for a couple hours he said uh, at that point in time two weeks ago three weeks ago he said we have pilots reporting the highest amount more ufo activity in three weeks than we have in the last five years um, back on the show for the third time deeply honored with a gentleman i've also personally worked with and i owe part of the saving of my soul to uh, for some of the stuff he's done with me in a, a, a spiritual team. We have former U.S. Army Major and now Bishop Jim O'Connor in the underground pre-Constantine church. He's one of the few bishops in the world who is ordained to exercise demons. I think his last number, we had him on the show last week, he was up to exercise number 11. And we're talking about demons, also malevolent galactics. So however you form that, um, I've seen them. I've Notice them even on the truth tour. We've actually worked on getting some of those out that we're infiltrating. And then back to a man who has mentored me in remote viewing and also been somebody who I was first introduced to by watching him on Cosmic Disclosure with Emery Smith, speaking about his time as a space soldier in a 20 and back program and former Navy SEAL Team 6 DevGrew legend, Michael Jaco, who also did 11 years in the CIA and taught remote viewing. I've had a, a distinct pleasure to meet and be with him and his lovely wife, Tracy Joe Jaco, um, for several days in, uh, in a, a small intimate conference and learning remote viewing from this esteemed professional. And here we're talking about off-world spiritual warfare. We have Michael, who's had Archangel Michael experiences when he was in Iraq, in Baghdad at Saddam's castle. He goes out and he slays demons wearing the armor of God in a different realm. We also have the same thing happening with Jim O'Connor in those realms and Colonel. So why don't you all just tell each other um, and then the world, the audience, a little bit more about your backgrounds, gentlemen, starting with Colonel Chuck, if you don't mind, good sir. Hi, everybody. Uh, um, yeah, I'm a, I, I was... A, uh, just short of 26 years, Army officer. Um, most of it was done in, uh, I, I was started out as an infantryman and uh, three years after after coming in in uh, 1978, I went to Special Forces qualification in 82 and um, and then uh, and then tour in 10th Special Forces group. And then uh, 87, I went to selection at, at, uh, at the unit at Delta. Um, uh, surprisingly made it through and then uh, did 17 years there before retiring. I, I ended up retiring as the deputy commander there. I had a troop command, squadron command, and then uh, ended up as the deputy commander of retiring there. And I think it is interesting what Brad said, 17 years at the unit and then, you know, 17 keeps popping up, doesn't it? Um, 17 years uh, since I retired from the Army. Um, and um, 
what I'm going to talk about today is just a just a, a series of events that happened to me, and it's just interesting. I, I just wanted to relate to get it out there. Beautiful. Thank you, Chuck and Jim, Major Bishop. Uh, I'm uh, Jim O'Connor. I was one of the two plebes that lived in room 4714 in 1972, Company G4, that put up with 40 days of the West Point Ghost. My roommate and I both uh, graduated in 76. He was a Special Forces officer for 20 years. He's now in heaven. Um, after I retired, I worked as a Beltway Bandit consultant for 24 years. I've uh, been a bishop for the last four years in the underground church. I do exorcisms and uh, train priests and bishops. Awesome. And you've actually had the experience of punching a demon, that demon at that room in West Point, which they then closed. And this is public. Articles were up there, too. Yeah, it's a fun story. Uh, Jeannie Dixon, who uh, predicted the death of J.F. Kennedy in Dallas in 1963, the famous psychic, uh, came into the room to exercise the demon. And uh, she was escorted in by two general officers and the deputy chairman of the honor committee. And uh, she started her chant. She got lifted up and tossed out on her rear end and ran away uh, screaming. And they boarded up the room for 25 years. And they still don't allow anybody to sleep in that room. But uh, they have opened it up as a study hall. Amazing. And Senor Michael Jaco, good sir. Yeah, so uh, that, was, that was already really good introduction yeah 24 years uh in the in the seal teams uh got out and uh it was still team six uh did some great stuff started the hand-to-hand -hand course for the navy seal teams and uh did combat action we were just talking about that in uh panama uh so then i got out and i started work for the cia hunting terrorist uh and over time i had these skills and started to develop these these great intuitive skills remote viewing uh remote uh influencing so I'd actually go out and I'd look for the people that we were looking for, uh, like uh, Zarqawi and Obama, Osama, and uh, I, I would see them and I would look at them in the spirit realm. And if they had a demon on them, I would send love to that demon as I found love was the most, uh, you know, powerful force in the universe. And kind of my Archangel Michael experience that I had, I had uh, Archangel Michael just send love into me. And from that point on, I just had these like superpowers in the, uh, you know, the, the spiritual realm. I could go after demons. I could defeat demons. Uh, and eventually, you know, as it would, as it would turn out, some of my old teammates would come and get those guys. So it was like that energy that I was putting into them and all the, the 3d reality stuff, you know, that I'd had with SEAL team six guys, because it was my old, uh, squadron that came in and got, uh, Osama bin Laden and I was the guy that helped find him. So it's 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 amazing when you start to work on these different realms of consciousness and pull these different energies in. And then over time, people started coming up to me and said, you know, you're a super soldier. I'm like, uh, really? Because <laughs> I kind of already knew that. And I had my I hear my wife in the background. I told you that when I met you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whatever yeah 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 <laughs> but eventually as, as we know we're hard-headed guys but eventually this stuff starts to filter in and i just want to say it's just an honor to be with you gentlemen because 
you know, it's uh, our careers were everything to us and we would not want to jeopardize them. So for us to come out and talk about this stuff, it, it takes a lot of courage, you know, because, you know, we kind of we kind of put ourselves out there. We're going to some some of our peers are going to look at us and go, you guys are out there. You guys, I don't want anything to do with you. But we we feel that we need to share this stuff because it's helping other guys and other people awaken awaken to these amazing abilities that we have and these amazing things that are impacting us and causing, you know, uh, problems in our our environment. Like we're seeing it right now with the election in the United States and, you know, people taking power and all this kind of stuff. This is this is a de demonic war we got going on right now. So we need to step up and, and talk about this stuff and get people activated and joining us in this fight because it's not just on this physical realm. Yeah, most definitely. And what's what I also appreciate about this, this isn't about religion, folks. So anybody who's watching, this isn't about saying, hey, we're, you know, over here doing Buddhist this because you got a blink Buddha in the back or, you know, Roman Catholic that and whatnot. You're literally looking at warriors who are now doing this in the spiritual realms who are witnessing an opening or activated to see different things and actually operate in, like Michael had said, these these realms. And some may call them demons. Others may call them malevolent galactics you know or aliens negative aliens and a little bit later we'll pull up some funny memes here as well as whatnot because we're literally talking about there are more ufos being seen things being seen we're on the truth tour and they're all on camera they're all on video you can still go back to the truth tour and see as they're following us i'm driving the rv in new mexico i'm like look at that to the nine o'clock position four in the afternoon going down the, going down the highway in lewis herms and jason can the back of holy and they drop the big f-bomb right and we've got that on camera we've got so much it's been the whole time and then mark atwood for that entire week calling it in speaking of you know mark atwood told me michael and everybody there as well mike uh, he's yeah i met michael jaco and he just said that i'm a super soldier too and i don't know and venus said i'm valiant thor's son and I, I don't know i just fucking talk to you know as he says right and the ufo is all the time and so these are absolutely real. They're out there for those people who aren't. And I think the people who are at least attracted to this show, you know, have an understanding that there is something that we may not know. And this is a way for them to learn and wake up. Right. Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Jim, why well, don't you talk about Cobalt? Well, since you're the very first uh, who has hit a demon, punched a demon that I've ever met. And you and I have done some personal work together and you actually helped save my life directly too. So um, I appreciate you and, and, and owe you an uh, eternal debt of gratitude as well. Uh, my pleasure. And for those who are Bible believing Christians, look at, uh, look at Ezekiel and tell me what kind of craft that was that had those lights going around in circles. And that same type of craft that took Elijah the prophet up and tell me there are galactic or guardian angels and, and UFOs because that's a great description of them. And it's right in your Bibles. And so right. everything that you're telling you is 100% authentic. Yeah, and you go back to the blog about and you see that. I read that seven years ago and they're talking about atomic and nuclear weapons. And I think in your book, Michael, I read about you, one of your past lives was in there in the awakening of the warrior, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was with uh, Abraham. So I have uh, memories of that lifetime and, uh, you know, atomic weapons were being used back then. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. And giants and, you know, 
the giants have been our you know super alien alien beings are you know amongst us still and we're, we're talking about that you know the uh uh you know the different alien groups that are that have been here basically a lot of those uh, groups have been taken out uh like the uh you know, reptilians and the draco so draco reptilians and so forth they're good reptilians uh but there's a lot a lot of different ones that aren't so good so uh you know i've i've been involved with uh in the secret space program with the uh people from venus and and the craft you know i, I have memories of it and i i started talking about this i finally started talking about this had regressions into you know uh the, the secret space program uh started having all these memories come through I did that at Gaia. They had a specialist come in and uh, regress me into that. And I, I was speaking. She was asking me questions. And then it's like all these memories just started flooding out. So Emory Smith, uh, you know, we, we had a show. We had several show, several shows together. And it just it started flooding. And I would watch those programs and go, I know what they're going to talk about. And I would I would tell my wife we'd be watching it together. And I'd say, he's going to start talking about this. And this is what this is. This is this is this. And then he and then he started talking about like maybe Jupiter or something, and he start he'd say exactly what I talked about uh, that I that I knew he was going to talk about because I've done all that stuff. And how did I do it in this life? I don't know, but I have memories. The memories are coming through, and uh, it's it's pretty pretty exciting. So I've I've been to Venus. I've been to Venus on craft. I've trained with the Venetians, and so a lot of a lot of the stuff you know is starting to come through for us. Yeah, just a comment on, uh, on Brad's comment about the, uh, the the spaceships or the UFOs that were tracking along with the convoy. It was I listened to Mark that show on 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 opening your frequencies up and and relaxing and letting your frequencies be visible to the to the uh, off worlders. Um, in his words, you can actually call them in. You know, if you if you uh, take you know if you, if you pay attention to it and use your frequency. Well, it was fun, really funny because this was on October twenty, just a couple of couple of weeks ago or whatever, just before we. And uh, I uh, I was just coming in. I was getting out of the car, coming from the grocery store, and I thought I, I was thinking about Mark, and I was going, it "Looks like a good night." I'm going to try to open my frequency up and just see what happens and just relax. And um, I was, you know, walking barefoot in the grass there. And, and about two minutes after I had that thought, a UFO passed over, over just over the street across from, and it just, no light, no sound, but it was clearly visible. And it just went off into the distance. And then it was a, Heading to the east, and then it turned right and went south and disappeared. But it was two like two minutes after I, I did. At least I tried Mark Atwood's exercise. I, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I don't want to tell him all the time it works. It's going to inflate his his ego a bit too much more. Uh, no, we love you. We love you. We love you. Yeah, the only show I watch like. Okay, if I didn't, if I'm not on with Brad, at least he's got Michael on. Oh, and he's got Colonel, and he's got okay. okay I'll watch his show. Absolutely, he's meditating Marrakesh, frying his butt off at 122 Fahrenheit right now. We we love you, brother. Um, okay, cool beans. I think to give a little bit of an opening for probably a lot of everybody knows about you, Michael. But I find one of the most fascinating stories is your Archangel Michael experience, and or again, spiritual realm. 
and just different realms, 4D, 5D, where these galactics are, we're coming from, because later on, Chuck, you're going to tell us about the message you got from Jesus with your direct visitors in your house, off-world visitors in your house with your beautiful wife, Michelle, who is on our show, doing the Fighting for Family show with Lewis Herms, with Karen Mankey, whose one son is Navy SEAL team. Her other son is in the unit deployed right now in Delta in Asia Pacific. So amazing people that we have here. And then Jim, um, you've got one or two about the exorcisms that I'd love for you to share uh, because you've said that real life exorcist movie, The Exorcist in real life, you've seen practically everything on it. So I think it would just warm when we talk about Archangel Michael and then Jim, your experience with the demons and then the message from Jesus that was given to you by several days of visitations just recently at your at your home with your wife there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds good. That's that's a nice little lineup. But so my experience with uh, Archangel Michael, uh, if we go back in time, you know, as I was very spiritual as, as a boy, I saw I saw angels as a little boy. And then uh, every time I was sick, the angels would show up, they look after me. And then when I get well, they'd be like, OK, we're leaving now. And uh, so I was like, uh, I'd try to get my mom. Hey, mom, you know, can you, here's the angels again. She couldn't see him. You know, like we're talking about, we're on a, a different vibration. As as children come in, obviously, a lot of times they still have that that perfect vibration, and they see things and so forth. So, uh, you know, eventually, I I got older and I stopped seeing the, the angels. The last one that I saw, when I look back on it, was Archangel Michael, and he told me this would be the last time that I that I I need to be with you because you're not going to get sick anymore, and I, I haven't been sick since. So that was like when I was around five years old. So then uh, fast forward it to uh, being in Iraq uh, in 2003, early 2003. Uh, I had a had an out of body experience. I was sleeping and I, and I woke up and I I was like, oh, it's an out of, I'm having an out of body experience. I've always wanted to have one have one of these, and I always heard to just look down and look at your body sleeping. So I looked down and. I was blown to bits. I was dead. So I was like, oh, this is an out-of-body experience. I'm dead. I'm leaving my body. My soul's leaving. And I thought to myself, oh, that is a bummer because I'm getting really good at this, these spiritual skills helping people. I really feel like it could help humanity. And then I got this, I felt this presence and I and I looked up and there's Archangel Michael spread out, you know, with wings, beautiful, white. Um, and it, it's like he looked, I met his eyes and the love came into my eyes and just like lit my body up. I went back in time, back into my body. And I set up and there was a huge explosion in the distance. And it was a rocket. Uh, they they were using Katusha rockets for the first time in Iraq. And those were extremely accurate, as we would find out later. Uh, but uh, it got deflected because I was like, I'm back. <laughs> so I'm like, what? What, who was that age? I didn't even know who Archangel Michael was at the time. So I started doing the research and, and figured it out. Uh, it was maybe a couple months later uh, that I was going out of the green zone in, in, uh, um, in Iraq and Baghdad. And uh, we're going to the airport to pick up some people and bring them back. And uh, we, we went out the gate. Before I would go out on a mission, I would remote view and make sure it was clear. And if there was anything out there that I that I felt was suspicious, I would hold my team up. A lot of a lot of the guys didn't know what I was doing, 
but I would hold my team up. There'd be an explosion. They clear it and they're like, oh, so clear. And I was like, okay, yes. After I look again, we can go. So I've been, you know, busy, 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 busy. And I was kind of like in the zone, not really thinking. I got in the car with my weapons. I'm all set. I'm, I'm the lead. And we head out and we're going through the gate. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't do a remote view. And I felt right at that moment that we're in a kill zone. So I've, I've been shot at a lot in my life. And I know, I know that feeling before it happens a lot of times. Uh, anyone that's been in combat can, will tell you, you know, you get that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You get that feeling something it's, it's here. And then boom, 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 boom. And uh, so I got that feeling that we're in a kill zone right now. And I got, I got sent out the thought of love as if every cell in your body sending it out. And I was like, what? And it's like, send it out. It's like, okay. So I sent it out. And I thought, oh, man, we're going to get hit. We're going to get hit. And, but I just kept sending out the thought of love. And then it started to dissipate and dissipate. And I was like, whatever that was, I don't feel it anymore. We got back to our compound. We got, we got the word that right after you guys left, how are you guys? And we're like, good. What's, what up? And uh, the team that came, in, came out right after you got hit by RPG. Uh, and it was in that same location. So, you know, we can uh, experience, you know, these amazing things. Uh, I, I prepared myself over time. I went through Native American spirituality. I did um, uh, sweat lodges. You know, I'm, I'm very, I was very Christian, grew up Baptist, uh, but I studied everything. I studied Buddhism. I studied uh, Hinduism. I studied, uh, you know, the works of Muhammad, everything. I, I read everything. So I pretty much prepared my mind to, uh, for this event really is what I think. And that, that thought that I had, oh, I wish I could help humanity. Uh, I think that we have a choice whether we die or live sometimes. In fact, I think we always do. <laughs> and, uh, I had, I had that choice. You can, you can go on and live if you want to serve humanity. So there's been times in my life since then, I was like, ah, I I'm done. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We remember we had this, we had this deal. And I was like, ah, so, you know, I'm still in, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm serving humanity. That's what we're all doing here. We're all serving humanity. We're really putting ourselves out there because we've, we felt, we felt, we felt the call. We hear the call and we know that humanity is in a time of great hardship right now. And uh, we're here to serve and, and help, help move forward. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, anybody else? People, a lot of people who have watched. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you want to jump jump in and say something, Michael? Go ahead. Yeah, we can't let anybody else do our job, Michael. You know that you've lived it, and so is Chuck. That's true. No, and I think the association people have, whether it's an out of body experience or they've had visions. And they can, may not subscribe, but like, I'm still wide awake. I'm wide awake. My eyes are open, but I'm seeing things. Um, and, or, you know, they feel that there's something internal to them or a loved one, like a possession. You know, these are all just different realms. Again, I think that's the best way to articulate what we're describing here. Why did you do, why did you go down this road after you literally served your country? You've had multiple combat deployments. You know, you punched COBOL, you know, right on the face. Your father, again, you you come from a, a long line of service members, your father being the uh, boxing champion of the United States Navy in World War 
or two. So you got to freaking throw a punch at a demon and you actually hurt the demon. That's what you said on our last show, you know, both times with Chuck and then the one we, we did um, prior to that. So, so why, well, if why do this? Someone can land a punch on you. You can land a punch on them. Yeah. Interesting. It's the same physics. Even and why just sit there? And... Doesn't make sense to me to let somebody punch on me if I can defend myself. I was 19 at the time. Yeah. I wasn't going to, you know, I was still young and stupid, but I wasn't going to let anybody push me around. <laughs> Bad enough being a plebe. <laughs> that's awesome. That's wild. And so the work that you do now, Jim, you know, um, I, I, I met somebody in Cheyenne. Of course, I wasn't the one who brought the F-16s to Cheyenne. It was obviously Uncle Juan or as uh, you know, Rodriguez says, Juanito um, uh, brought those F-16 flyovers. Uh, and that's interesting, it happened like 45 minutes after we called you, Michael, and I was saying happy birthday to you on, on your voicemail. I had Derek there and Lewis and a few people and then you know, eight of them at about 150 feet off the deck and then the C-130s and whatnot. Um, and Jim, you know, I saw the demon there. You know who it was too. And then, uh, and actually, you were on that team to remove the demon that I saw in Cheyenne um, a little bit later, 24 hours later. But for people who may think it's a little weird that we're talking about angels and demons, would you mind just sharing with people outside of that experience we've we've articulated now as a plebe at West Point? what you are still dealing with on a virtually day-to-day -day basis um, in your church and with the people who you interact with right now at the end of 2022. Well, I can tell you that uh, the movie, The Exorcist was pretty accurate. In a really bad possession, that kind of stuff really does happen. And I've seen a 300 pound woman levitate. I've seen people's heads go 180 in one direction, 180 back in the other direction. Basically rotate every second for as long as five minutes. Hmm. I've seen people never, I haven't seen the green puke, but I've seen the light purple puke coughed up and puked and, you know, the face distorted, the unbelievable voices, the, na the names which you hear in witchcraft uh, being saying that that's who they are. Uh, they're nasty voices. And I can tell when I'm close to having them out because that's when they act up the most. They're really afraid of going uh, to the light or to Jesus for disposition. And they, the last place they want to go to back to is hell, even though they don't suffer as much as the human souls suffer they hate hell which is going to be their eternal home and they'll do anything to stay out of hell but there's a point where saint michael the archangel and the other archangels and some of the saints come along blessed mother saint joseph and shine light and love on them to the point where they have to flee and sometimes they go to arid areas and sometimes they go to jesus for disposition and you know, and with Lois's group, Lois Herman's group, I've learned that sometimes they leave the devices behind. Yeah. So I've learned Lois how to get the devices out of people so they don't continue to get messed with. 
but all this is real and you know and for those who don't believe it is then why did jesus expel demons and why did he teach the apostles to do the same and if it happened in those days it can certainly happen in these days and you get and jesus knowing enough that we would need to have these powers these authorities in these days throughout the until the second coming he made sure that there were priests and, and other people who, who would have these skills and uh and the nerve to do it the nerve comes from you know courage comes from god and courage comes from love and uh i just want to serve him and serve humanity for the greater good just like uh, michael and chuck and you brad you know we're all doing our part. Everybody does their part. This this war will be over pretty soon. And you're, and you're putting a good Jim, I'd like to actually make a point of this. People don't realize, because we had a pastor in chat and he came up and he asked me, he goes, do you work on exercise? And he was like, I'm not. You know, I share with him your name. He goes, well, we do demon exorcisms at our church just up and um, I'm not going to mention the name. I can do this offline after this. And we actually had a conversation, but every Sunday they're doing demon exorcisms. And that is actually quite dangerous. Would you mind describing the, to the audience why exercising either negative entity, alien or negative alien or, or demon, as a cl you classify them, why that's extremely dangerous for the human being and your soul? There are certain rules and laws we have to obey. And we can't do anything in our own name. It all has to be done in the name of the Lord. And if we violate those rules, we ourselves can be possessed. And if they come into us and we're one of those people who are on their enemies list, the first thing they'll try to do is kill us because we're bad for their business. And uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a discipline. I've been trained by my uh, patriot, my orders patriarch, how to do this, and um, and I always make sure that I have lots of prayers back in me because it's real easy to get mad or pissed off. And if I get mad or pissed off and lose my discipline, I too could end up possessed or uh, or killed. But I can't let someone else suffer at the hands of these. Um, terrible beings. Uh, I'm duty called to help in every way I can. So I just do it and I do it and I obey the rules, just like these other brave men, you know, followed all the rule, rules of deployment and rules of engagement and rules of how to conduct combat. You know, it's not an emotional thing. It's a get the bit, get the job done thing. And, uh, you know, and whether you're battling against physical evil or spiritual evil, it's still evil. And good always has the upper hand. You know, man can fire bullets. I'm going to quote uh, the general who led the Cristieros and the Cristiero Wars in Mexico. Men fire bullets. God determines where they land. Wow. And those who are familiar with the legend of the 91st Psalm from World War I, 
and Colonel Colonel Wittesley and his battalion, they always recited the 91st Psalm in formation every day before they went out. And they went over the wall several times and nobody ever hurt or injured or killed in his unit, which, it, and the legend was the bullets would bounce off them because they gave glory to God and, uh, and they had spiritual protection. Like the love bubble Michael teaches and has used. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a story of St. Michael the Archangel from the Korean War, where this guy would always say the Michael Michael in the morning prayer, fresh corn of dawning, keep me safe today in time of temptation, drive the double away. This young soldier named Michael, who was I think 19 at the time, got separated from his unit and he was surrounded by a squad of uh, North Koreans. And when his unit finally found him, all the North Koreans were, uh, were dead and they had been killed by a, by a saber. And the American army didn't carry any sabers. Good one. Wow. That's pretty cool. Good one. Chuck, you have a message from Jesus and it's actually a really compelling story about off-world visitations. Why don't we get into that now? And then um, yeah. go through a few images that we'll bring up before uh, Michael has to go to a, a show at the top of the hour. Okay. Um, yeah, this starts uh, last summer. Um, it was the it was the weekend of uh, five June of last year, um, and it happens. In, it's a series of events that just it seems to me like they happened in phases. And then I had a follow up event about two weeks ago that seemed to tie all of this together. And so I'm just going to just quickly run through the how it how it happened was. I'm calling this the preconditioning phase. And I had had been had an injury. Uh, I, I had a fall and I, I injured my uh, my back, my ribs. And um, it was really painful. And uh, it got to the point where my son just said, we, you got, we got to take you to the, to the emergency room because you're just in too much pain, can't move. Um, plus I had some weird swelling in, in limbs, one foot and one hand opposite sides, not related with the with the actual fall, very strange. Anyway, so I'm in the hospital and I was trying to ease the pain and basically started trying to uh, teach myself how to meditate. Um, and uh, while I'm sitting there, it, suddenly it was the, the very first image that I got after I think I was starting to be successful was a, uh, basically it was a bouquet of flowers floating in the corner, the, up in one of the corners of the room. And they were tiny white and blue flowers. That's my very first image that I remember. And then it, as I continued, I stayed for a couple of days in the hospital and I continued trying. And then I started seeing, it was like motion pictures on the wall. And it was uh, massive combat between massive armies with, with soldiers carrying or, or pulling, pulling these giant siege engines and this and that. And this just went on, went on for you know, pretty much the whole time I was there. And my wife was, Michelle was with me and she was watching me and she was hearing what I was talking about while I was seeing this, these things. Um, so that kind of, I say preconditioning because of what came next. So 
I, I got out of the hospital on uh, Monday, Monday, June the 7th, early, uh, late afternoon, early evening. And Michelle and I were at the house just talking, sitting in my, uh, my, uh, my chair and then she was next to me on the edge of the couch. And I noticed movement, uh, some movement out of the corner of my eye between 10, 10.30 in the evening. And when I turned to look, there were two people standing there in the house. Um, and as they were coming towards me, as a guy casually dressed in a leather jacket um, and jeans, like like something like you ride a motorcycle with maybe. And then a, um, a really pretty blonde, super white blonde girl with pale skin, kind of white set eyes. And, um, and then she was with them and they came to me in the chair and six other people walked through the wall, basically. They didn't open the back door. They just walked through the back door and came into the room. Um, and then uh, they sat, they they knelt next to my chair and the, the leather jacket guy, I call him the leader. He put his hand on my shoulder and um, you know, basically was trying to signal me not to be afraid or anything like that. Just ask me questions, talk to me. And the girl was with him. She had her arms on his shoulders. So it was like they were a team. Um, and we just started talking. And I had I had read uh, Elena Danan's book about Galactic Federation and uh, um, the Galactic uh, Federation and the, and the wars and, and this and that. And I've I read Megan Rose's book as well. Um, so that that was the, I was very interested in it. So that's was what I started asking questions about. And they were answering questions. Yes, we uh, we're aware of the Galactic Federation. We're actually not in the Galactic Federation, but we're allies in the war against the reptilians and the Dracos. So we are very familiar with with what you're we're talking about. And yes, it is true. It is real. And um, they were interested in all kinds. It was really strange. It was almost like they wanted me to teach them the English names of certain things that were in the house, and they would point to something, and I'd say bookcase window, window pane, um, baseboard, television set. You know, it was first, and you know, so that's how it went. And we talked for about two hours. Michelle never saw anything. She could hear me talk because I was talking using my voice so she could hear me and interact, but she never saw the people and she couldn't hear what they were saying to me, but she could see me reacting to what they were asking me to do. And um, at one point, uh, one of the, the guys on their on their team, yeah, it was a dark haired fella. He came and he and he put his arms like in a circle. Michelle was sitting there still. He put his arms like in a, a circle over Michelle's head and and shoulders and was like a protective circle around Michelle. And his partner, this this, this was probably the strangest thing. It didn't seem abnormal to me for some reason, but the girl levitated above Michelle and then basically sat in a lotus or you know the yoga cross-legged position about a foot over Michelle's head and my impression was that she was totally protect protected while she was sitting there. Um, one of the last questions I asked before they left was whether you were you guys somehow with me at the hospital and they said yes we were teaching you some of how to do this we were bringing you along. And I thought, thank you, that that really helps clear it up for me. And, and it made total sense that they were they were doing this. So um, they got up and we waved by 
and they walked back out through the back door without opening the door, just walked right through the, the wall. And I just sent, sent them a message really quick while I knew they were still close and just said, well, guys, was that real? Did that really happen? And they sent back immediately and said, uh, yes, that really happened. Look on the kitchen counter. And I looked over on the kitchen counter and they had they had left there uh, a, a stack like six inches high of cellophane pages. And when I looked at, at the top page, it was it were star maps. And what they they were at, they, they sent me the message. We would like you to reproduce these maps for us. And I said, I'll try. Okay, there were no instructions on how to do it. So I, I said, I'll try. And I spent most of that night for the next four hours almost trying to reproduce these things on the printer in my office. But I found that the cellophane was so, so thin and so hard to handle with, you know, the, the without the deft ability to, to touch them and not break them that I just finally, just, I thought I was going to ruin the whole project and I just stopped. And so I, I, I quit and I just went to bed because I was exhausted. And then um, when I woke up in the morning a few hours later, um, the cellophane pages were all laid out on the floor in the, in the, the hallway to our house. And it's a long hallway, about 30 feet long, 34 feet long. And they were actually being organized by tiny little, it looked like a tiny little, tiny little, um, almost invisible uh, nanobots is what I was calling them because they look silver, but they were actually moving the pages in order and, and, uh, and bringing pages back out and putting in piles. And so I thought, I'm not going to mess with this because they obviously know what they're doing. And um, so um, I, I went, I was, I went, was really tired. So I went back to sleep for another short nap. I got up, the pages were all on stacked in my office on the desk. And um, I, um, someone came, I went to the kitchen to do something while I was gone. Someone came into the office, picked up the, something came into the office and took the pile of maps. Okay, so I went, okay, that's interesting. Um, and that night after I went to bed, another visitor from the team from the night before came into the room and he got me out of bed and was just standing there. He was, it wasn't like we had to talk. He was just gonna show me this. And it turned into like, he turned both of the walls in the bedroom into like movie screens. And he had, it was similar to the to the to this things I had seen in the hospital, but on a massive, much more massive scale. And my my impression was that basically he was taking me back millions of years back to the history of the of the planet, to the history of of, of Terra or Earth. And it, I just knew that that's what it was. And there were actually ticker tape ticker tape type captions on some of the some of the sequences of the film and everything. That went on for several hours. And then um, it stopped, and then um, I, I, I went back to bed. It was almost morning. The the guy, the visitor he actually laid down and stayed for a while. When I woke up, he was gone. But the the nanobots they left behind a team. I just called them the away team because I didn't know what else to call them. It was a network of um, a network of it was like spider webs, but it was sequence that like de defense in depth, you know, like from, from the army, you know, machine guns, stack of machine guns with, you know, all the way through the house, down the hallway, all of the rooms in the house. And I found that as I walked through, I, I could see him. Michelle could not see any of it. Um, 
uh, as I walked through them, because I had to get places in the house, the, 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 the little fibers, the little silver fibers would just pull apart and move out of the way. And I'd walk through and none of them would touch me. And then they'd come back after I passed through and reconnect. And those things stayed in the house for three days. And they, uh, I woke up on a Saturday morning and, and, and they were gone, um, which and made me sad for some reason. I felt like the entire time it was protection for some reason. But during that time they were here, when I would go to sleep, they would construct a, like the, the wires would move and they would construct a mesh over me, like three inches from my body that would kind of turn with me if I rolled over or whatever. And it was like a cocoon. And I had the, the distinct feeling that it was all protection. I was being protected from something. Um, after they left, I found out that I, I continued with the med meditation uh, efforts. And I found out that um, it just took two, three seconds of meditation, just settling down, settling down my, my frequency. And I could see the matrix. It would just come out and I could see it. And if there were messages, it was still the ticker tape thing in different languages. Uh, sometimes it was pictures, but I could see it actually unfolding and, and happening. I, I just felt like there was a line of communications that they opened and left open so that I could connect with it at any time. And I, to this day, I can, I, I'm still doing it. I'm, I, I meditate either indoors or outdoors. Outdoors, I basically concentrate on the on the energy of the trees. Inside, I create it. I, I think of the energy of the matrix, and it moves, and I can manipulate it. I can actually take pieces of it, turn it around, move it in dimensions, and make it move to different places where I, where I want it to be for whatever reason. I just feel like it's all an instrument of communications, basically. Well, about two weeks ago, um, about three days before we did the truth tour, a visit to Dallas and we met all you guys. Um, I had a dream and this was a real a dream. It wasn't a visitation, at least not in the physical sense, but it was the same away team from last, last June when all this happened. It was the exact same people. And um, they, they just said, they told me in the dream, they were all in one room together. And they said, um, um, we have a message for you from Jesus who's here, who's here with us right now, but he's telling us that he can't, he can't tell you what the message is and we won't be able to tell you what the message is. Um, you're going to have to decipher the message yourself. And so I was thinking, okay, how do I do that? And um, then I thought, well, I'll just do it the same way. I've been basically training myself to do it for the last year. And I just concentrated on going in, going into the matrix and, and um, doing the meditation. And the minute, the, the second I did that, the words just, just right in front of my eyes, they just kind of like on a, like on a movie screen, they just popped in front of my eyes. And the words said, when you master the fear, you can master the pain. When you master the pain, the soul flies free. And that was the message, you know, and I'm, I feel, I didn't make it up. It was just right in front of my eyes delivered to me from Jesus through the assistance of the away team, the same guys. And I was, I was so moved by it. It was like 6.30 in the morning. I called my son just to tell him what had just happened. He's, he's a pretty spiritual kid. Not a kid. He's 34 years old. Um, but uh, he just goes, Dad, that's just like, that's truly amazing. You know, it's a, that's an amazing story. And so 
it, it was to the point it got me so much that I actually ran it by Katie Rains in Dallas at the Truth Tour uh, at the the event that we had there, and she goes, no, no, no. She goes, that's that, none of this is none of this is crazy. You're not you're not crazy. I said, she said the reason Michelle couldn't see it is because you were operating in a different frequency that she just couldn't see. But you were in that frequency, and that was the frequency they were communicating with you th through. And I went, yeah, and at least mom, in my mind, I can understand that. I can, I can get that. So, especially with what happened two weeks ago, I thought, this is not over. This is not over yet. And so I just wanted you guys to, to hear. That's I mean, beautiful. you can think what you want of it. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what to think of it myself, but I have the distinct feeling that this is not over by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'll just keep coming. What do you think, Michael, with all of you, from past lives to super soldier program, what do you think Chuck is seeing, picking up on? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, like I, I described, I uh, basically prepare myself and, you know, all of us have prepared ourselves for, you know, the energies and information that we're re receiving right now. Uh, and I, I love Chuck's like, I'm, I'm ready for whatever comes next. Cause that's kind of the way I am. I'm like, okay, what's spontaneously going to happen to me now? You know, so I had to get these abilities. It's like, you know, these super soldier like abilities. So I, I went to a psychic one time. It was my first psychic. And I was working at the Edgar Casey Institute. And I, I was in the past lifetimes and stuff like that. And I, I remember seeing the movie Patton when I was a kid, a uh, little boy. And I was like, yeah, he's, I believe in that. Patton, Patton was my hero, you know? So um, he talked about, you know, being in, you know, past lifetimes and being in battles and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's that's real. And then so eventually, you know, I read books on it. And uh, so here I am at the end of my career. Uh, I was in uh, Virginia Beach. So I'm going to the Edgar Casey Institute and studying on past lifetimes. And there's like this, this psychic that does uh, past uh, life reviews. And, you know, all of us here, you know, we, we were scenes and uh you're probably a scene too and i was like what's in a scene <laughs> so go up go up to the library upstairs and go go read about the scenes but <clears throat> so i i made it i made a uh um uh a date with this uh um woman to do past life reading and uh she she called me up and she's like i'm, I'm booked up uh for the next uh two months uh, but I have an opening today. Can you come today? And it was like the last day I was going to be in town before I left uh, and left the SEAL teams and uh, you know, and moved on. And I was like, wow, this is perfect. So I went there and she's telling me about these past lifetimes, telling me about, you know, the people that were in my life that I had past lifetimes with. And I was like, wow, they just it just so resonated. And then she said, and you're with Jesus. And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd uh, had kind of memories as a little boy uh, of being with Jesus. Cause I remember being in um, uh, Bible classes and stuff like that. And I'm like, I know Jesus. <laughs> it didn't, it did. I couldn't understand it at the time, but she was, she, when she said that you were with Jesus, um, you were uh, a centurion. And then eventually you became a, uh, a Roman tribune. And I was like, wet is way over my head. You know, it's like, I was like, oh, so I remember leaving there and I, I had tears running down my eyes. I was like, oh, I was with Jesus. <laughs> like, so I had to be with that for a little while. And then I, I did another uh, psychic and the psychic didn't know me and didn't know this other woman. She's like, yeah, you were with Jesus. And I was like, dang, you know, that's, that must be right. 
so over time, you know, time goes on. Uh, I do um, uh, uh, this. Uh, this one woman does uh, past life regression. I regressed into that lifetime. Uh, I got a lot of information, and then eventually, I just kind of dropped out of it for a while. And I was doing clients. Uh, once I left uh, uh, the military and the CIA, I started doing um, you know this work that I'm doing now, as far as like you know teaching people how to tap into these abilities themselves. So I had a client and he he's talking to me. He says, I don't I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I have these pictures of Jesus that were painted by this woman that actually had a conversation with you. So he appeared to her and uh, um, Glenda Green, I think is her name. And uh, so I'm that that picture is always in the house. You know, it's like over my shoulder. And so I'm talking to him on the phone and he's like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but Jesus said that you're doing a really good job. And that you should look into those past lives again. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I backed away from that. So I was like, you know, I never did the research on trying to figure out who I was because I could see myself, but I, I never, you know, found that name in history. And so I guess this was the time. So I looked up because I have memories of working with Paul as well. And uh, so I, I work, I remember all the disciples. I remember all of them. I, I tried to help them. <laughs> Many of them were uh, hunted down and killed, unfortunately. But uh, so I was, uh, you know, I, I helped Paul. So I was like a tribune helping Paul. And I just looked it up on the internet. And here he goes, Claudius Lysias. So I was like, there he is, because he's Greek. And I had memories of being in Athens as a boy, growing up in Athens and looking at the Parthenon and uh, being in this fam this rich family uh, and and. These, these psychics later, another psychic told me, yeah, you were in a rich family, uh, you knew all these people, and you helped Jesus out, and all this kind of stuff, so I was like, wow, so all this stuff started to come through, and, and inform me on, on, a, on a deeper and deeper level, uh, so that connection, you know, became stronger, uh, along with the Archangel Michael connection, you know, it's really uh, in, impulsed me to push forward into these, these realms as well, not not to be as so uh, hesitant because, you know, as a, as a warrior, you're very, you're very analytical, you're methodical, uh, you, you want to see and feel when that kinetic, uh, you know, kin kinesthetic, I'm very kinesthetic, so I want that, I want to see it, I want to feel it, I want to experience it, but this is on another realm, so you're not in, not really in this physical realm, you're in a, a realm that's beyond the five senses, beyond, you know, still five sensory abilities but beyond that so um making these connections has helped me do that and then once i started to get comfortable with that that's when uh the secret space program stuff started coming in so once one door once you finally get the courage to open one door stand by there's going to be some more after that so uh i you know it's it's, it's amazing uh you know it's, it's it's really fun to talk with uh people that are you know in this this same, you know, category awakening. Uh, we're all awakening to this. It's 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 a beautiful, beautiful experience. You should have no fear whatsoever. Uh, you know, the Jesus taught me that as well. Don't have the fear. Um, and I I taught that when I was teaching hand to hand program. Uh, you fight from a place of love, and everybody that uh, that fought from that place of love was much more effective. And that's what I do now. I uh, as a warrior. Uh, as Archangel Michael, you know, he he fights from that place of love. And uh, that's that's what that would be my message. So, yeah, it's 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 amazing. 
all these abilities that are coming through. Uh, but the most powerful thing is that love. Let go of fear, embrace the love, and everything comes through. It's much easier. And we make a better world that way. It feels, and you know, during the, especially after the two weeks ago when, when the, the dream happened and the message from Jesus came, I just have this feeling, it just doesn't go away that we're, I mean, literally right on the verge of breaking through to something. And, and it's, we will know at that point, we're going to know what we can actually do, but it's like, you can almost taste it. It's like, it's so close that if you just feel like you're going to punch through at any time, any moment, you're going to punch through to it. I just, it's a good feeling actually. Yeah. We're on flying astral travel, you know, and just stepping out of your body and off you go. You've got your own Merkabah right here, right here, actually. So, uh, Michael, I know you need to go for another show and uh, go with the Intuitive Warrior Club, IWC. Where can everybody reach you as a best-selling author as well? Yeah, uh, on my website, michaelkjco.com. Uh, everything's there. You just click on that and do a little research and uh, all my books and uh, courses and uh, like you said, the IWC, uh, I'm on Rumble, so, sometimes on YouTube when they allow me there. Uh, free, <laughs> speech, free speech is not welcome over there. As we know. But uh, uh, and, and something we all fought for, you know, it's very, very frustrating. But uh, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, as as we awaken, like we're right on that cusp. Chuck's talking about right there. I just feel it. it's very beautiful. And thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate it. And from a guy who in grade six sat down and read Red Cell. From Commander Dick Martinko, who, as you said, was on your boards to get you your acceptance into SEAL Team 6, who was there when Charlie Beckwith and the unit with the Iran hostage situation, and to actually be here and just be a kid watching, a kid from like, just, I can't believe this, you know, I feel so one of the most luckiest souls on the planet to just bear witness to the amazing warriors that all three of you are um, in each realm here on the planet as well as spiritual. So thank you for your service. And uh, Chuck and Jim, if you're able to stay on, we can hang out for a little bit and uh, all the best on the next show, Michael. And thank you, Tracy Joe, in the background, dear. Much love. Michael, Jim, there's a movie called, if you haven't seen it, Michael, you need to see it. What was it? There's a movie called Risen. Oh, okay. About a Roman. I have and, seen uh, that. And that, that, that was, that's very good. Uh, it seems to be uh, along, along the lines that, that might have been my life. So that's cool. That's okay. Cool. And I'll hook you all cool. up with a text after this. Thanks. Yeah, for yeah. We'll definitely, I, de I definitely would like to uh, continue this conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Follow up. That'd be awesome. Well, have a cool. Thanks a lot. Let's do Pleasure. Thank you. Keep honor as well. Cheers. Keep honor as well. Cheers. All right. All right, Colonel and Major, we continue on with you to find gentlemen and, and honored spirits. Wow. Well, I'd like to add something Chuck was telling us, if yep. I can, yep. yeah. about the remote viewing. It explains exactly what St. John did in the last book when he wrote about things in the past and things in the future. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we saw billions of people, a number that nobody could count. Mm -hmm all dressed in white. That hasn't happened yet. He had a better understanding of the past. This is all very real. Wow. And whoever given that 
information is given that information for a reason. And it's because of God's mercy that that information is given so that it can be shared. People can reject it and say, hey, that's just so weird. But there'll be the same people who'll read the Bible and say, well, that's cool. Where did the, how did the prophets understand what to write about? They saw things. They saw things that would happen in the future, or they were told, they heard what would happen in the future. And so this is all real. And, you know, after the Lord died on the cross and went to heaven, that wasn't the end of, that wasn't the end of the salvation story. There's still a lot going on ever since then. And these are the times where we are at the apex of the battle. This is where we're going to see the most good and bad things all at the same time. Because the battle isn't over. Good is going to win. And, you know, Chuck has been given this unbelievable gift. And what's the first thing that Jesus said to his apostles every time he appeared after the resurrection? Be not afraid. Don't, don't get scared. That's the first thing that Jesus told Chuck. Don't be afraid. When you're afraid, everything hurts more. When you're brave, nothing hurts as much. And when you're, and when you're brave and you're, body, and you're in control, that's when your body can heal itself the most. Of whatever's wrong. So anybody that can question that, question that kind of truth is not thinking objectively but thinking overly emotionally from a place of bad judgmental behavior you know god selects whoever he thinks is the best person to do a job mm -hmm. hey who can question divine wisdom we don't we're not smart enough sometimes to even tie our shoes but the supreme being knows exactly what we need and who needs to deliver the message so i'm totally on board with what chuck and with what michael have said and if you really understand the bible everything they're saying is in line with what's really written there if you know how to read like past proves future we hear in the key drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. I mean, I, it's, it's, I don't know, it's been a long time since I've been out of the army um, where I, and I knew I had a purpose, but that's all, that's back now. And, and, and with a, all, and I think the process started last June when this started to happen to me. But I mean, that the dream from two weeks ago just, totally solidified all of it in my mind that it all has a meaning and that that i have a meaning i don't know exactly what i'm meant to do but i'm here for it and i'm ready to do it i mean that's how i feel i just what I, when i was you were saying to michael is that it's like um you know that you're on the verge you know it's right there and you can almost see it um it's just it's like when they talk about you know when 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 the, the real things happen and, and people get their powers back that we lost so many years ago, you're going to be able to levitate. 
I already feel like I know how to do it. I just haven't physically been able to make it happen. But I feel like I know how that I can do it. That's how I feel. It's like this, it's almost like a pregnancy, <laughs> you know? Well, it's like a vibe in the air, you know? Yes. Lewis was on the show. We were having a chat a couple of weeks, a days ago, just him and I on the show. It's like some, you don't even have to be empathic. There were people just saying like they can feel something in the air and I'm like well you're empathic in a way obviously you're kinesthetic but yeah it's like something is about to happen where like the curtain will drop you know and here's the final act of humanity in this form and then you know I don't know people are saying does that mean we'll be 5d and not need these bodies anymore maybe maybe not maybe it'll be a bit of progression but I think that progression will be a exponential like quantum leap in what we've experienced up to this I point. think so too and, and, and you know just one crazy thing is is um that um I can't remember if I can't remember who where I heard it was it Mark Mark maybe or somebody but somewhere in some of our conversations is about to remove the, to remove the barrier between you and the earth so I've, I've taken to do, doing that every day I just make sure that I take my shoes off and go into the grass barefooted in the grass and just commune with the trees or whatever you know and just feel it and honestly i really think that it raises your frequency i mean i really believe it does you feel better my back doesn't hurt quite as bad um you know with i mean i've got tremendous problems with my back but it helps and um so it it can't hurt first thing jim jim does it every day you, you know yeah i, I, mean, I ground call it grounding yeah, grounding yeah absolutely yeah, and it's getting a little colder, so it's a little, a little more challenging in the mornings. Yeah. But right, yeah, just get out there and bend some trees in the quantum when you'd see that, as you were saying earlier when Michael was on, it was wild. And this from nuclear physicists in college, you know. <laughs> and now you're seeing star maps and you're getting these visitations. You know, we all get it at different levels. It's pretty wild whether. Whether it's been, and people, have, I've said it many times on the show when it's been relevant to say it, I've had my my LBLs, the life between live hypnotherapy regressions. You know, that that's a doctor, uh, Michael, Michael Newton, I believe it was, who came up with that, right? And was just like a nice thing. Like we had Mark on the last show. Well, here's a tier one guy who set out to disprove the fall cabal in 2020, and he couldn't. And so that was kind of his awakening experience in a big way. And uh, Life Between Lives, if anybody wants to go read the book's Journey of Souls, in terms of what I'm referencing here, and Michael Jaco came at it from a different realm. He went into direct past life regressions of hypnotists, but a similar form. And in LBL, you go into heaven for some, or the Akashic Records for others, however it's qualified. But I got to meet the quote-unquote spirit council kind of like you have like this board meeting of all the top people who are kind of either mentoring you or helping oversee the direction of what your soul's progression is to be and you're like well here's your lifetime on earth and do you want it and then these are the parents you get to select and choose and if you go so far i'm not saying everybody has to believe it if you go so far i believe there's a soul contract that you make is i'm going to go and insert and take on this mission and then when that that's all done and that body is done come on back and in part, the lessons I've learned and the mistakes and the successes with others and kind of share it virtually to- well, Yeah, I agree. And 
even like the I mean, you mentioned the star maps. I mean, after I saw the, the completed work of what whatever they put into place to make the reproductions, yeah. I, I just I kind of knew how it worked. I, I knew that it was it wasn't a physical thing that the person that was using the map would select the the maps that make up the sector that they were dealing with, and they mentally join them together. Mm -hmm. So they see they see those sectors in their head or mm -hmm. in their being or whatever in their energy. And that's how they use them. They may kind of made sense to me at that point. It didn't the first day, but the second day, it seemed like that's what how they did it. Like but, a conscious, like an adaptation to the consciousness of the person, you know, yes. navigator on a ship or the or the pilot where the ship has been grown around them or super soldiers. Michael has said this once before. I might be paraphrasing it, but you know, part of the super soldier's suit has part of the DNA of that soldier in it. Um uh, embodied within it this kind of uh, like Katie with her situation or her yeah which makes a lot of sense too it's pretty yeah. cool uh for those who are as we're continuing on here I want to jump into something funny but before we do that we're talking about bad guys this is one example of pretty much who this image came up True. four or five months ago and it's it on the one on the left is the one that I saw as a kid took me down into the earth. And I haven't seen this image. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll zoom into it uh, for everybody. That's exactly the description that Whitley Shriver described it in his book, Communion. Oh, really? Oh, it's exactly heard. what he described. Yeah, just one of, oh, one of the evil entities, you know, here. So yeah, what I on the left, it's wild because this is the first picture I've seen of it, and I've never sketched it out or really spoken about this. But this is, as a kid, was in my closet. They came through the closet. Was one of the ways that, and I was brought this one or whatever it looked exactly like this one. Uh, took me down into the earth. So Brad, if you you should if you haven't read it, you really should pick up that book. Communion by Whitley Stryber. Okay. And uh it and it's all about his his experiences. And he just the way he describes it is exactly what you just said. Coming in through the closet in the corners of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. And I know Jim has seen and worked on these guys too, because Jim actually worked on one of those within me. Yeah. Um yeah, the real bad ones are. Pardon me, Jim. The real bad ones are very, very ugly yeah. to our eyes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's because, that's because they're trying to instill fear too. Totally. Yeah. Why not? They feed off of that. Uh, historically, and this was kind of cool to see. It came up this year on the New York Post. You know, I mean, everybody can go back for decades and find UFOs and landings, but the, even the New York Post coming out, this is right around the time, the spring of this year, we thought we would have a lot more disclosure, open disclosure, but it says the astrophysicist believes alien tech may have crashed in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> I think they've been there for a long time, right? Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but it's nice to see a more mainstream article continue to come out with it outside of uh, anything right. in Canada, the DND, 
published five years five years ago, 2016. We were all, well, I guess we're going on almost seven years. Um, the DND just openly declared that, yeah, we've had uh, visitations and they've supposedly um, made public all the documents on their investigations, you know. And my first time seeing UFOs in the sky, my dad and I were on the way back from, I was 12 years old. We're coming home from Air Cadets one night, driving up our the street before we turned on our street. And we're about 30, 35 kilometers away where we lived, uh, guys from Pearson Airport, Toronto Pearson Airport at that time. And we just saw seven, eight lights in the sky just doing this for a good 10, 15 minutes, you know. And when we got home, we called the Brampton Regional Police Department. They're still around now. And um, took a while to get through, finally got through, let them know. Um, remember the operator dispatcher, excuse me, had said that, yeah, they've had a lot of those phone calls. And it was only the next day at school, you know, and get lining up for school that a lot of other people had saw it as well. But again, nothing in the papers, right? So. The one that had, this one happened to me, um... Uh, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe a year ago, the uh, I, I was in, I was in. I, I have a habit of watching the stars every night. I mean, I I, I watch the skies at night, and um, I mean, I study the stars also, you know, so I know the star maps and I know where things are coming from. Um, the uh, but as I was doing that one night, I had I saw five lights that just popped into view in a format, just a formation. And it reminded me distinctly of when, of, um, of being, uh, of, of, of doing the, the um, skydiving, uh, actually halo parachuting, you know, in the military, like when you're coming in at, from 25,000 feet at night. And it reminded me of just that formation because it's like the, the guys are wearing uh, a chem light strapped to the back of their head. And you're supposed to watch those chem lights as you go down and make sure that you're not going to open on, on somebody, you know, or uh, right under somebody. But that's exactly what it reminded me of was a halo team popping out of that, out of atmosphere. And it just went, it was like, click, 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 click. And it was like, wow. And then they, they stayed there for a little bit and then they all just blinked out. Man. Man. That, was, that was crazy. <laughs> that was wild. Jim, outside of your experience at West Point, did you see anything prior to as you were growing up as a kid or then between that time at West Point and doing your 20 years in the Army? Do you see any oh, no. your other demons? No, everything until I was 19. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. That's very cool. Because it's one of those things we don't, it happens when we need for it to happen to us. Hmm. Happen in, you know, one of the more interesting events that happened is my roommate and I were out at a plebe hop on a Saturday night. The three seniors were in our room with a thermal couple. And one of the three seniors saw the ghost. The other two didn't see it. But they took the thermocouple with the direction of the one that did see it and put it right in the chest of the ghost. And the thermocouple shorted out at minus 18 degrees centigrade. And the guy that was holding the end of the thermocouple, this 
sleeve on his dress gray was frozen. Wow. So there is a physical manifestation to some of the spiritual stuff. And everybody tends to forget that our, that our spirits have the five senses. Hmm. And our mind works with our spirits and our bodies. Yeah. So if we see something in the spirit, which has a total different laws of physics in the spirit world, that our minds will still process it like it's the minds of our bodies seeing it. So we can remote view if we have that blessing and that ability in our spirits. We can feel and hear what they're saying if we have those blessings in our, in our souls and our spirits. And it will process in our mind so that our entire being is aware of it. Mm-hmm. And we have different talents. There are some people who can speak in tongues. I'm not one of them. It's a great way to pray, but I will probably never have that gift. I have different gifts. And we all have different gifts for different reasons. People who see things, see things for a reason. And the people who can't see them tend to put those people down instead of understanding that, you know, maybe you should listen to what they're telling you because maybe you're one of those people who have the gift of understanding. Or the gift of preaching. And you can tell others about it. But Jesus is still telling us not to be afraid. And that our bodies heal can heal ourselves if we're not afraid and we're in good, in a good spiritual way. That the power of all this is within us. He told us that in the gospel. And if you understand what he told Chuck, he told us the same thing. Because there are different people that need to, to learn it, hearing it different ways or reinforced in different ways. You know, a lot of, a, a lot of our fellow citizens have, in a well-meaning way, took a shot that's not, hurt, that's not helping them, it's really hurting them. Well, when Israelis were crossing the deserts and, and they got hit with uh, these asps, these poisonous snakes. They were told to uh, worship the, the single strand snake or single strand of DNA that was on the pole, confess their sin, kneel down, confess their sins, and worship God. How is that any different than? kneeling down in front of a crucifix, telling God you're sorry for everything you've done and asking the healer. It's really not. Yeah. And both people, the modern day person who got the shot, or a lot of the modern day people who got the shot, and the people who were bit by the snakes got hit with snake venom. 
And the answer is, you know, believe. Hear that still small voice, believe. And if you believe, God can empower it. You know, you confess, step one, you let him heal you, and then you act like you're empowered. That's how, that's how we beat the vaccines. And, and then after that, who knows what else you're going to have to do? Because you've crossed that threshold that you're spiritually aware and awake. And basically after that, the sky's the limit. Yeah. I've, I've seen broken bones, broken hips heal between the time of the MRI and the time of the CAT scan, which was used to, uh, for the surgeon to set the, set the bones. And by the time they did the CAT scan, there wasn't any breaks anymore. And the, the nurse and the doctor who ordered that in the emergency room at Reston Hospital Center in Reston, Virginia, which is pretty close to where I live, mm-hmm. were both Greenberg their tour in a uh, civilian hospital as part of the, getting ready for retirement. One was a sergeant major, one was a lieutenant colonel. They knew how to read that stuff, and they knew they could look at people and know what broken bones were. They'd seen so many of them. Yeah. And yet, the spiritual healing was something that they understood it happened, and they were shocked how it happened. That's just one of probably a couple of dozen miracles I've seen. But it always followed the same thing. Being good with the Lord, ask for healing, and then be empowered. This poor woman, after still hurt but she could get up and she could walk she was empowered yeah Yeah. beautiful jim and uh and the last one for because it's totally relevant to this discussion we just had if you guys can zoom in on this one talking about what is a right in front of our faces we believe on the other side of the curtain (laughs) <laughs> this is good. Look at it. And I've got a lot of mileage out of this one. I've used it a few times on a few shows, and I mean, it's so relevant. You know, I mean, there are so many people that keep posting, whether it's on Telegram or bringing it up in their Rumble chats and uh, TikTok videos of ships, ships everywhere. I mean, kind of lead in on the show here today was about the ships that we saw nearly every single day there wasn't two days that went by where we didn't see one on the truth tour whether i was on it or it was just being reported and recorded and put up on the truth tour telegram and some of the stuff that was filmed uh it's just remarkable you know which, which keeps coming up now you know and in brazil there were hundreds of ships in brazil hitting tiktok and instagram from so many people and you look at some of this stuff and some of those resemble what I've seen with my own eyes, you know? So at least in my own personal experience, I can tell this audience, hey, you know, again, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But in my experience, a few of the things that we're seeing online on TikTok and Instagram videos and on uh, Telegram chats and videos of that, I have seen with my own eyes in person. And um, and the feeling there is it is not a Project Blue Bream hologram, though many of those, you know, uh, it's real deal stuff. And uh, Chuck's wearing a United States Space Force shirt. So, you know, the good colonel believes it. 
And uh, 107, he signed my United States Space Force flag. Uh, it's uh, it's happening. We all came from somewhere, and I think we've been detuned for a purpose as humanity. So we can't express our superhuman genes, our 144,000 divine strands, right, um, or cells in our DNA. Yeah. Well, one of the things I say is, you know, both the good guys and bad guys have these craft. Right. So it's always a good idea to know who you're going with. Yeah. And there's a there's a universe universal law called the law of encroachment. And unless you agree to this, they cannot touch you without violating God's law and getting retribution pushed put on them. And you get protected by the holy angels. So you have the right to ask if they want to take you up, who they are and what side they're on. And if they're not on the side that you want to be part of, you have, you have the right to invoke the law of encroachment and deny them. And you call upon the holy angels to protect you. And they will protect you. Yeah. because if you're going to see the universe you might as well be with the the good guys not the bad guys <laughs> exactly. I was kind of surprised that night when they came uh, when I asked the question if they uh, if they were in the in the Galactic Federation that they said no we're not in it but we're working with we're not actually in it it was the uh, Galactic Federation of Worlds, I think, is what I was from the book that I was asking about. Yeah. They said, no, but we're, we're allied with them. And we're, I was surprised that they weren't in it, but they were allied and working on the same projects and teams. Lots of races and lots of different galaxies, I believe, are here for us for this time. You know, it was, um, there are, there are species who will pass through our galaxy to come close enough to Earth, kind of like saying, you know, like I was close enough to Jesus and we actually saw him from a distance. Wow. And they can talk about it, write home about it. But this is on a galactic sense that they got close enough to Earth because, you know, we are supposedly we are the superior race, human, the, at the human race, you know, this kind of amazing genetic melting pot on this planet Terra, you know, that's supported by Gaia right? Pachamama, the time I spent with the natives in Peru, right? And so we're, we're like the, how's it working out on earth? How's it working out for those human beings? We're kind of put up on a pedestal in a way, in a sense, um, and to see how we're doing it. So obviously this is a, a big reason why this is, you know, uh, we must win, we will win, we are winning. And I feel that it's pretty much there, but there's still some that we, everybody has to do in the world watching. You know, stand up, rise up, speak out, say something, peace and love and laughter, levity, right? Um, and we watch all that evil shrink. Well, we're the ultimate, uh, we're the ultimate creation of the, from the creator. We're in his image and likeness. Yeah. The other beings are not totally in his image and likeness. And we are the melding of a physical body a liquid body and a spiritual body. 
the, the physical body being the creator himself, the liquid body being the sun, the spiritual body being the Holy Spirit, three in one. We're three in one. And most of our existence is three in one. We have male, female, neuter. We have height, depth, and width. We have air, land, and sea. We live in a basically a triune world. Constructed miraculously by a triune deity. And of course we would attract others to us to see see this creation. And there's an evil force who's extremely jealous of us and wants to destroy us. And we're caught in that battle between good and evil. And there's some people who think we've had many lives and there's some people who think we've had one life. But when we get down here, we have knowledge from other people passed through our DNA, our ancestors, into our lives, which is true. I have no idea. I can see arguments both ways. But we do have some past knowledge in us that's important for us to do our jobs. Mm -hmm. From experience of our own experience or experience passed on to us through our genetic line, only the creator really knows for sure. But we have that. And we have that for a reason. And the reason is to help us do the good work we're supposed to do. And of all the times that we could have been alive in the history of mankind, this is the ultimate last battle between good and evil. This is the best time. We're very lucky and fortunate to be here at this time. Because, you know, it's like the, when Richard III gave this speech to the Band of Brothers, he said that, you know, people will envy you because you'll be the guys that fought this fight. And, you know, other human beings will envy us because we were alive at this time when it really mattered more than any other time. And this is really a cool opportunity for us to grow spiritually and and with all the other dimensions space time height depth and width and dimensions that human beings don't even know about yet they're all going to become they're all going to come very real maybe in as short a time as a month maybe that will take longer the creator knows just how long it needs to take. And he knows what we need to know for us to do our jobs when we need to know it. So it's a question of walking blindly in faith, having trust in him that he, you know, and for those who are sexist, you know, St. Augustine said that God is both father and mother. You know, there's no greater mother than God. There's no greater father than God. You know, many of the Catholics have the Blessed Mother as their spiritual mother. I love the Blessed Mother. I think of her as just as much of my mother as the woman named Betty who gave birth to me. So I'm not going to 
discredit anything spiritual, but we're in this wonderful time. And if we live in faith and not fear, we'll get to see so much of what Chuck is already seeing and even more. And we'll see more miraculous things happen and it'll just be a wonderful time. But we can't give in to fear. We can't give in to evil. Yeah. Yep. I'll add to all of that. Nice. And a, and a get, good way to wrap it up. Oh, wow. It's literally 3.33 my time. <laughs> Ascended master angel number right here. Um, Chuck, what, what would be your message for everybody right now? And uh, Jim, if there's anything you want to chime in after as well um for the world what would your message be to the world right now over these next few weeks coming up ahead i, I think it's just um calming your spirit opening your frequencies and um i mean even to the point where i try to give frequency back to earth even while i'm sitting there sucking up earth frequency i try to make it be like an exchange right. in my mind you know and so, because but I think the spirituality part, we we are giving back, you know. And so, uh, I just I just say focus on that, and and everything that happened these events for me backs that up in my book. Amazing, thank you, sir. And Jim, I'd like to parrot something that both Chuck and and Michael said, and they were totally right on about this. The strongest force and is love we conquer evil with love we help others with love everything's got to be based on love and if people if everybody would just love one other person in this world this world would transform immediately yep yep Yep. Agreed on all. And thank you. And the power of threes is so monumental. You know, the Trinity, whether it's the sovereign soul, the Trinity, or love, levity, liberty gives it to you. That's the most powerful. And uh, and as a Reiki master, that's where, um, even though I spent some time with some native tribes, a few days at a time here and there from Peru all the way up to uh, the Arctic in Canada with the Inuit and the natives. Actually, the one gentleman I spent time with as well as with his family, he was, his grandfather was the number one first registered Eskimo in Canada. Not that he was holding it, you know, in terms of a, this is a, this is a great thing. I, I personally believe it wasn't, right? Because of the monarchy, we know what was going on now. But the relationship, it really came true to me when I was learning Reiki. And it was that, that exchange, that everything has an energetic exchange. And Chuck, you you mentioned this sort of paired on this part, you know, is like as you're receiving, you're giving, you know, back to the earth, right? Back to Pachamama, Gaia, as well as all your partners. And like you said, Jim, somebody goes up and loves one person, and we do that all at the same time. We're in that total freedom uh, for humanity, for all sentient life, all sentient life everywhere, you know, um, just has a yeah. wonderful cosmic ripple wave effect in the universe so and where can everybody fall find you gentlemen last time on our last one you 
share your email addresses if you feel so doing we can do that now or or a particular website or a facebook yeah um, mine is uh it's it, emails are the best for me charles.sellers s-e-l-l-e-r-s eight seven at gmail.com good numbers too and mine is email Jim O'Connor 76 at msn.com and that's J-I-M-O-C-O-N-N-O-R and the number 76 at msn.com. Awesome. Gentlemen, thank you to both of you for being back on the show. Once again, it's always such an enlightening experience and a deep, deep honor uh, from my soul for what you have stood for, for your country and you've stood for, for humanity and you continue to embody, embrace, and go out in this world and fight for the betterment of this world and everything else that we believe in, uh, which is so near and dear, including the children. You too. Thank you. Thank you as well. Ladies and gentlemen, a share, as we've heard from Joe Rosati recently, is 15 times more powerful than a like. So please like this program and share this to get this out, because uh, rarely will you hear such honorable veterans at these levels speak truth to you. Boy, I, I couldn't tell you what roundtable ever has actually existed in this. And I'm just deeply honored if it hasn't, just deeply honored it happened to be here. If it has been awesome, I feel it's got to get out there so much more, you know, from the families to the veterans coming out and sharing, here's what I've experienced. So it helps us all wake up in our consciousness and, and move into that new ascended earth that we're all waiting we know is right there for us so everybody many blessings to all of you thank you for watching this broadcast listening to this podcast and much love until the next time everyone look forward to the next one yep bye guys bye jim great salute bye, it's been a pleasure Everybody, I want to tell you about the all-natural quantum wellness products that are that it helps reverse the nasty effects of those toxic arm thingies. You get it, right, Somert? This is roots. So here's the thing: it also dramatically heals your gut. It skyrockets creativity and it boosts mental focus. I've been using it for eight months, and incredible amount of insight has come into it. When you go to therootbrands.com forward slash soul, use the code soul and you'll get $15 off applied to shipping of your next order. It also increases your biosphere. As a Reiki master, I can tell you that the vibrational uplift of these products is second to none. So here's the thing, they also have zero in product. This is what rapidly boosts consciousness with intention and decalcifies the pineal gland. What's so good about that? It also gives you incredible amounts of focus without caffeine. This is all natural. When you go to the rootbrands.com forward slash soul, use the code soul, you also get a new code for you and you can set up your own distributor business. In fact, around the world, there are laid off benevolent healers, healthcare heroes, parents, and now tier one special operators no longer being deployed who have worked their careers to be benevolent and serve the greater good of humanity. Well, some of those are people are making big chunks of money every single month by sharing these all natural products with people. And we're seeing amazing reviews. I mean, even with the Gimme Back My Youth product, which is all natural, there's women claiming their wrinkles have disappeared in just five to seven days and they look 25 years younger. This is all natural. All of that and more when you visit rootbrands.com forward slash soul. Use the code 
soul, you get $15 off applied to the shipping of your second order. By the way, when you add Roots Prime shipping, it often ships within just two business days to over 50 countries on the planet. And this makes it easy. You set it once, it sends to you every single month. Of course, you can cancel at any time, but when you see and feel the amazing effects of the world's first quantum consciousness, nootropic and natural detoxifier, then why would you want to? In fact, I just had three separate guests on my show from a psychic to a director from the UK and Ireland all the way across North America to a best-selling author. All three of these amazing humans are using Roots and they cannot say enough about its incredible virtues and how it's affected them and made positive impressions on their life and in their biosphere and their ethereal light bodies. So this includes removing the deadly graphene oxide and the heavy metals. Clean Slate is one of those from the system. You know what I mean here. You know, if you know, you know, right? Health is well, right? And doctors agree shedding is a thing. We've seen that from Dr. Martin, Dr. Thorpe, Dr. Christian Northrup, Dr. Jane Ruby, Dr. Ariana Love. There are so many medical studies now showing that the shedding from people who have got it, even onto the people that are purebloods, those purebloods are being affected. So the Roots products, the Trinity Plus pack, is one of the most amazing all natural products that not only protects your body, but anything you've come into contact with, it'll shed and remove it from you with grace and ease. As a major reinsurance CEO in the United States recently declared in his Nuremberg deposition, his company has seen a 5,000% increase in mortality of their policyholders in the past year. So to help combat shedding, you order the Trinity Pack Plus. It comes with the clean slate, all right, which is drops that you just put on your mouth a few a day. You'll find the protocol there, as well as one of these zero-in tablets that give you incredible clarity, creativity, and tap into higher levels of consciousness, which your soul is craving for. And this also helps protect your loved ones naturally. So you detoxify your body while amplifying your day with incredible energy and laser-like focus. Who doesn't want that, right? That's exactly what we have right now. So join tens of thousands of people around the globe now, enjoying their best life because of these incredible American-made all-natural health products, which heal the body and massively boost the consciousness of each soul. You go to therootbrands.com forward slash soul, add Roots Prime to it, use the code soul at checkout, and you'll get $15 off applied to the shipping of your second order, and they'll send you a link that you can use, if you choose, to have your own distribution business to generate massive amounts, potentially, of monthly recurring income. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like Follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.